to the Talking Pictures Podcast. I'm Jake, and with me is my pal Leonard. How you doing today, buddy? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm living in the moment as much as possible. Yeah, that's my uh, pandemic uh, response. When, usually when people ask me, how are you doing? Surviving. Yeah, yeah. breathing. That's, yeah, it's uh, yeah. like it. Like I'm, uh, like I get up in the morning and I start the 16 hour preparation of getting ready for bed. Understandable. Um, oh man, we've, we haven't, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We haven't recorded in a while, mostly yeah. because of me. Uh, well, I've had stuff going on too. We've both yeah, kind of been busy. Like we were usually, we were supposed to record last week, but. Yeah, but, uh, I couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll I'll uh I'll I'll kind of set it up. Uh, so we were going to be covering um, Point Blank and the Three Colors White. Well, Leonard, uh, being the completionist that he is, wanted to watch the whole trilogy as a whole of the Three Colors. Uh, I'm autistic last... in my defense. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I would have done the same thing. Yeah. Uh. But uh, the first movie of the trilogy is uh, Three Colors Blue, and it's fucking heavy. Um, yeah, and I, I've been feeling quite down lately, and I was like, I, yeah. can't, I can't deal with this right now. And I was doing pretty good until a couple of weeks ago, and I'm like, oh, screw it, I'll just get ready. And I also watched Three Colors Blue, and... Yeah, I've not been feeling the best after that either, so... It's illegal that the movie is even allowed to exist. <sighs> yeah, I... I mean, it just deals with so many questions, like... Mm -hmm. Yeah, stuff stuff that, that'll, that'll put you down in the dumps. Yeah, I also have, like... I don't know if you have this, but, like... When you're, uh... You have to watch something... Mm -hmm. Like, even when it's, like, something you would want to see normally anyways... Yeah. But, like, if you're like, all right, I have to watch this and I have to talk about this, like, it's like, they just, like, like it starts to feel like homework, even though it's something mm -hmm. you love. Well, and two, like, Blue. Oh, man. It's just. It's, uh, it's tough. How far did you get? I don't remember because you told me. I. Up until the scene where she, like, this very early on, like, the first. That oh, when she's in the hospital? So, like, where she's trying to take the pills. Oh, yeah. So yeah, it's no. like, yeah, and then. She, it's yeah. like I, I stopped at that scene. Like I watched yeah. it in the end, like like when she spits them out and the yeah. nurse comes in, but like yeah, I was like, No, I can't do this. Yeah. Not it's, today. I mean, it's a great movie. Like it's powerful. I'm sure it is. Like it's what I saw was great, but Yeah. Um And it only gets more sad. <laughs> yeah. I guess like is the way I can put it. Um yeah, it's like oh, at least man. we're uh we're joking about it. Yeah, like, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> like, like this is like a traumatic experience, like watching a Juliet Binoche movie. It shouldn't be, but it was. Yeah. Um, like we're survivors. This this is not a podcast. This is uh a confessional. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Kislowski is good at his job. So yeah. A bit too That's, good, I guess. Yeah, it's, sometimes. I'm that is that. <laughs> I didn't Whoa. mean that. Whoa. I didn't mean that. Jesus. That's one of our favorite filmmakers. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But it's, like, <laughs> if you made, made any more of those movies, like, it would be that. 
It's fair. But he had range. Then um, you just like it's like not like uh, the story of like Kurt Cobain dealing himself and watching Suicide the night before it made would be like a, a Dislavsky movie. <laughs> Except it was a Gus Van Zant movie, but What? Last Days. They made uh, it into a movie, Last oh, Days. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and that's last days. Okay, yeah. I, I've seen the poster of that. I didn't realize he was playing Kurt Cobain. It's based off of Kurt Cobain, probably loosely, but um. Oh well, why don't we get some housekeeping out of the way? Uh, you were on a podcast. You made your first podcast appearance. Uh, guests podcast appearance. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because I'm a pedantic and nerds. Oh, yeah. I need to clarify that there again. Autistic. Uh, <laughs> so I was uh. I uh, appeared on my friend Carlos' podcast called Steve's Monthly Movie Loots, where we discussed uh, directorial debuts. I thought it was a really fun... I I had fun having the conversation. I I haven't listened to it because I I don't listen to podcasts where I'm on myself because my voice is like nails on chalkboards to me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Not for me, but uh, no, I can... (laughs) It was it was a really good one, and I do appreciate the shout out though. I did get a shout yeah. out in that episode. I mean, I'm contractually obligated to do that. Like, we, that's we, fair. I'm um, contractually obligated to mention you every every ten minutes when I'm having a conversation with another person. <laughs> like, just even when I'm like Dutch? at the dentist, like at a certain point, I have to mention your name. My my friend Jake, you know. <laughs> They're like, why are you speaking English? We're we're no. in Belgium. <laughs> um, but um, I have also uh started a new podcast. Yeah, you with have my friend Landon. Uh, it's the Menus Near You podcast. It's a food podcast. Not talking about movies so much, but it's more. Food. You still mentioned movies, like the first I, ten I minutes. I can't help not do it. You know what I mean? But surprisingly, it wasn't you. It was Landon who started. That's true. Yeah. It's like, um, yeah. yeah, but you can't but, escape your roots, Jake. No, nah. Uh, we we uh we're just you know, we're trying to do uh take two. Uh, we're trying to, you know, highlight local restaurants. You know, people who've worked in the industry. Um, and just you know get their stories and you know play some kind of f- like food questions and yeah. Uh. Uh, but yeah, that's my friend, me and Landon. And then um, it would be fun to do like a crossover with Doctor Ratatouille or Big Night. Oh man! Um, <laughs> so spoiler alert: I'll just say this in an episode that I recorded that we recorded with our friends from the Toon Junkies podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Landon outed himself as hating Ratatouille. I mean, he's an American. I'm not surprised he has bad tastes. <laughs> <laughs> Even though that movie is made by Americans, but still. But uh, I'm going to probably cut that out. I'm sorry, Landon. That's okay. It's okay. I'm spoiling an episode, so I shouldn't do that. It, it might be out before this is out, too. Maybe. I don't know yeah. which part. Uh, but uh, yeah, we started that a couple weeks ago. Um, we're on Spotify and all the other places. Um, uh, Landon's wife. Curie uh, started a podcast. Uh, it is called the Yeet and Greet Podcast. You didn't uh, even tell me about that. I just 
Uh, it just came out this week. Okay. Um, and it's they just talk about uh, she and some of her friends from college. They talk about things they love and things they don't. Like what a doey or. <laughs> <laughs> now I have to leave it in. That was my plan. <laughs> Stop being Mickey Rooney and uh, the Black Stallion and ruining my shots. Uh, that's a, I love that story of Mickey Rooney. Me too. I told that story to my parents the other day, and my mom's like, well, now I'm justified in hating Mickey Rooney, because she's just got like an irrational hate of certain actors. There are very good reasons to hate Mickey Rooney. Like, pl- there are plenty. He's an okay actor. I mean, I don't hate him as an actor, but he seems like a uh, very difficult person. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Like it's kind of uh, ironic that like his most famous role is that of a, is like one of the most racist things in sixties American movies. True, but uh, yeah. on uh, on their podcast, they talk about like for example, things that they talked about was uh, things that one thing they didn't like is uh, people talking with headphones on. Would they wear headphones while recording? No, like while working out. Oh, okay. And then uh, I think... I don't remember... I think Dungeons and Dragons was one of the things that they did like. And then... Uh, okay, I that's good. Well, you know what, Leonard? Uh, I will write them and see if they yeet or greet Ratatouille. And we'll put it... We'll, I'll submit it to them, okay? <laughs> okay. You want me to do that? Not necessarily, but if you want to. <laughs> I have to now. It's on it's on record. Yeah. But uh yeah, uh that's a good they just dropped their first episode like this week, so Yeah, I was like for a second there I was like maybe we'll go under an hour today, but I'm already realizing that will not be the case. Probably not. And you got the cocaine giggles again, so Uh it's Coca Cola giggles, by the way. <laughs> They just like pure sugar. Okay, but um, uh, yeah. So it's been it's been an interesting week. Yeah, we uh, like I said, we were gonna do an episode of uh, where we talked about Three Colors White and Point Blank, which I watched, but I will keep tight lipped because mm-hmm. I would like to talk about that movie at some point. You liked it though. I'm, I'm very oh, glad. I did. Uh, I'm also glad that I didn't pick Jules and Jim for the first time because <laughs> uh, you didn't like it. No, it's uh, it's like everything I hate about French movies. Understandable. Um, but that's uh, Jean Moreau, and I really like her. She was really good yeah. in it. Oh yeah, she's she's like the best part. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I think, you know, we were talking about, because we've been feeling kind of down lately. Um, you know, that, that kind of gets to the point where it's like, you get to this anxiety of like, okay, what do I watch? Like, do, you know, you're down. You can't watch, you know, freaking Tarkovsky. Well, you can, but you're just going to feel awful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I know you've been uh, re-watching Pixar movies. and Yeah. I'm going to uh, talk about that later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, dropping the hint and uh i uh yeah i've been i've been kind of struggling i've been working my way through the godzilla set a little bit okay uh, i've been never entertaining. 
I've never seen a Japanese Godzilla movie. They're very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's just like yeah. monsters that don't interest me much, but uh, I, understandable. I will, yeah, but I'll I'll, uh, I'll give them a watch sometime. It's kind of like how I used to feel with kung fu movies. Okay, I always like kung fu movies. Well, I was a snob, so. I mean, not necessarily just like not your thing. Yeah, it wasn't my thing until I don't remember when I started. I feel like a certain podcast probably like was like, oh, I'll give kung fu movies a a shot. Mm-hmm. Was but, it uh, real? Like, was it like a Tony Stella episodes? I don't remember what it was to be honest. Okay. And maybe it was the the story of film. Who knows? Because they talk about the Shaw Brothers. The story of film that's like everything about you goes back to that series. It's pretty easy to do. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, you and I... It's like you was at the stone. Like to understand you, you need to watch the series and all your interests will come out of it. Um, You know, in a way, it's great. I rewatch it almost as much as I've seen uh, the story of film, but... Um, sorry, I keep looking over at my Laserdisc collection and the, the cream of the cream of the crop of my Laserdisc collection is front and center. And that is my new edition of the crowd and the wind. You're so happy. Oh, I was so happy, but, um, and we'd like, uh, in a couple of months right there, you will announce their Blu-rays of it. I don't care. I'll have it on two formats then. I, I own it too because you sent it to me. Kachow. I still hope for if uh, the Cinematheque ever reopens, I can go see the crowd on the big screen. The wind would be a good one to see too on the big screen. Yeah. Um, I, I know the Cinematheque has a copy of the crowd. I'm not sure if they have a copy of the wind because you know they, they only have like copies if they played in Belgium. Mm-hmm. So if so that's another wizard's guarantee. I know. I know, I want to say, somebody sent me a link that was like a streaming version of the crowd, but I mm-hmm. couldn't access it because it wasn't in my country. Okay, I, I haven't seen I haven't seen it streaming anywhere. Uh, but uh, I'm just super happy to have that. Um, yeah. Two of the greatest silent films of all time, in my opinion, and released in the same year. So yeah, we're gonna talk about it when we do that silent episode. Yeah, that's gonna be a good. That's gonna be a fun one. Yeah, um, I'll just sit back and let you do all the talking, Tony Stella style, Kichow. Yeah, um, but uh, you and I uh participated about was it a month ago or at the beginning of the month? Let me look. Here. It was the end of the previous month. So the end of January. Uh, you and I participated in a watch along with uh, Brad and Dan uh, from Movies from Hell, and we watched uh, Messiah of Evil. Yeah, and was boy, great. was that that was great! Yeah, um, I've been thinking was... about it nonstop since I watched it. Yeah, especially that house. Yeah, that's literally. Uh, it was uh, the thirtieth that we watched it. The thirtieth yep. of January. Yeah, so literally towards the end of the month. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, we had a great time. Um, I know they had talked about doing The Driller Killer, which is an Abel Ferrara film that I have not seen. Me neither. 
I haven't seen many Abel Ferrara films. I think I've only seen The Addiction. I've seen King of New York. Mm-hmm. I've and I uh, my first Abel Ferrara movie I ever watched was The Funeral, which I saw at a film festival. So it was like it was the only repertory screening I attended that festival, and I walked mm. out of the theater. I went into the lobby, and who was standing ten feet away from me? Abel Ferrara. <laughs> oh my gosh! No way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I knew he was a guest at the, like he had like a couple of movies playing that festival. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I guess Tommaso was playing there. Oh, the documentary okay. he had. Uh, what was it called? Like the projectionist or something like okay. a, a thirty-minute documentary also made. But uh, he um, was standing there, and I was like, "Am I gonna go up to him and say, like, say hey, I really liked your movie I just saw?" And uh, of course, I didn't. I wouldn't be able to either. Um, yeah. It's also because uh, I hadn't seen like any of his other works, and like if he would ask me like what uh, what other movies of me of of mine have you yeah. seen, like I would be like none so that would be weird so yeah um i uh i had a chance to meet uh volker schwandorf oh but i didn't go because i'm an idiot i f- i love how you're like just telling stories that like don't go that are not stories <laughs> also uh like i could have I could have done this, but I didn't. <laughs> I almost could have met Wim Wenders as well. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I know. Uh, but, uh, oh, man. It's just like meeting people like that. You're just like, I know they're people like us. But it's like, what do you ask them? Mm-hmm. You know, like, what do you ask them that they haven't been already asked before? Be like, yeah. oh, what camera did you use on Paris, Texas? Mm-hmm. I almost could have met Fritz Lang on the die before I was born. <laughs> what the frick? <laughs> but otherwise, it could have been a possibility. True, true. We'll just have to find a time machine. Yeah. Um. I mean, like, the most famous person I've ever met is Sting from The Wrestler. Oh, uh, Not uh, from The Wrestler, but A Wrestler. I, I was thinking from the police, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, Sigh of Evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it was a good it's, time. Uh, it's a movie. Mm-hmm. It's definitely from that school of hey, somebody's got a house. Let's shoot a movie there. Yeah, I I think I read somewhere that they actually like hired an artist to sh- to make the art for that house. Oh, really? Yeah. So, but uh, I give some context about what the movie is about. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, it's from 1973, mm-hmm. directed by Willard Huck and oh. Gloria Katz. I'm not sure how you pronounce those names, but they you would, got the uh, last one right. How do you pronounce Huck? I don't know. Uh, I'm looking. Hold on one second. It's it's. I know how it's written. I don't know how you pronounce it. Hayek, probably. Hayek? I don't know. Okay, so, so you what, don't know yeah. it either. So let me no. continue. <laughs> 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 okay, but uh, they would later go on, or at least draw your cats with, I think, uh, to make uh, How to Duck. Yeah, she's... Which also she a- is a very famous cult horror movie. 
he directed Howard the Duck, and I think she was like a producer or a oh, writer. Okay. Yeah, she wrote it. Okay, yeah, gotcha. But uh, so it's about like this young woman who arrives at this like Californian seaside town mm-hmm. uh, because she's looking for her missing artist father, and yes. uh, there's like. I don't know what you should call them, like a mysterious undead cult. Like, I don't know. There's some weird shit going on, yeah. I guess it's not really a movie that it's about the plot. Like, it's it's about it's the very, vibes. Yeah. Vibes only, man. Which is like, I mean, the only thing I want from a horror movie is atmosphere. Like, all the rest yeah. is like... Palpable atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's definitely an got... distinction, I agree. Yeah. It's definitely got some Carnival of Souls uh, feel to it. Yeah, and also like a little bit of like, especially with some of the like, undead cult. Like this was really very much like in the vein of uh, Night of the Living Dead. Yep, uh, I would even venture to say a little bit of demons. Yeah, I haven't seen demons. Is this when that demons came out? Is it? Is that like the eighties more? Or? Yeah, it came out later. So it's like it's not inspired by demons. No, demons would have ripped off of it. But I mean, yeah, I, I doubt course, it. Yeah, I mean, it it wouldn't be surprising if like one of no. them, had, like any of the Italian horror guys, had seen it. Yeah, um, maybe it was on TV or something. Yeah, it's I I think I also read somewhere that like the directors weren't involved with like the actual final cut, like they uh, just shot it, but like someone else cut it, like they weren't involved. Oh, that's interesting. I think I read that somewhere, but I I, I didn't really look up to verify, but like they weren't yeah. like they don't consider this like the the masterpiece that some of uh, its fans do. Like they're just like this mm-hmm. movie that they made, but they don't really have any affiliation like affection for, I guess. And it's one of those movies from the seventies where it's like. All right, we have this cast of unknowns. Who's the weirdest, most random character actor from the 40s we can get? And the answer for this one is Elisha Cook Jr. And, Elisha uh, Cook Jr. Uh, was in, like, every Turk movie of the 1940s. <laughs> yeah. Like, also, like he, he was probably the most expensive cast member, but all, like, even though there's only one scene. Yeah. But, like, I, I, I mean, I watched... Uh, like one of the Roger Corman's prize movies recently, where he's also in the movie, but he also has barely anything to do. So maybe he wasn't as famous as like he's just now. Yeah, maybe he wasn't like well known. Yeah, um, it was like when uh, we were like in the watch party, and he showed up. It was like a Stan Lee cameo. Like, <sighs> yeah, that's the, so true. The, the room went uh, berserk. Yeah, um, there's also like one guy who was. Uh, who looks like Stephen Fry, who's, who's also in oh, the Oh, yeah, that guy with, like, the nice suits and... Yeah. Yeah. Like, he, he really looks like a character you would see, like, in the 1970s weirdo comic. It seems yeah. like the Triana character. Like in a Wonder Woman comic from the 70s? Yeah, I was thinking more European comics from the 70s, but I, I, I'll, I'll believe you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he looks like an Alex, like, do not take, like, a European reference. Like, he looks like an Alex Stott's character. Like, that they would okay. make in the comic books at the time. Okay, that makes sense. Um, but, yeah, uh, we don't really have a, like, a subject. We're just kind of 
gonna freestyle a little today. Um, it's really scary for for uh, for Jake here. Yeah, it's I had to look after your name for a second. Like, it's not James, no, it's Jake. It's jerk, right? <laughs> I mean, that's what I call you behind your back. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, well, and you know, I, you and I have just been just blah lately. Yeah, and um, I I consider it a personal offense that I have to live through every day. Like I can just skip one every once in a while. I understand that. Just like you're watching the Muppet Show and you want to skip the theme song, which is sacrilege. I'm glad you're like referencing all the Twitter controversy from like. That's going to be like more than a week old by the time this episode is yeah. Um I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm being it's mean. okay. No, it's, it's true though. People are going to be like, what is this guy talking about? That's like the thing with Twitter. Like, remember like we were all talking about being that for like a day. And then two days later, we were like, what's being that? What? Because we had already moved on to the next I don't know, India thing that doesn't matter, but it just does that day for some yeah. reason. Like, whether you're elitist if you watch black and white movies. Yeah, I, there are so many stupid things we argue about. Yeah. Like, late, well, like I love not... Twitter in a way, yeah. because I there are a lot of people on Twitter I love. Yeah, every time I, I log on to Twitter, it's like it's sucking the life out of me. Like, it's making me yeah. actively dumber because it's trying to make me care about things that don't matter. Yeah, especially, like, I saw somebody the other day was trying to revive the Scorsese argument. Yeah, the, yeah apparently, like, we can't stop that, even though I... Yeah. Like, I don't think, like, any of the actual parties involved care. Like, I don't think Bob no. Iger or Martin Scorsese are really that interested in the debates. I don't I think... Didn't Bob Iger, like, resign from Disney? I, I'm i not sure. I don't know. Not that I care, but... I'm gonna look it up here. I know that last year they had their first loss in 40 years or something. <laughs> because, you know, no, COVID, mo no movies being able to bring out or theme yeah. uh, parks, I guess, not close because Florida doesn't close or something. I don't know. Yeah, don't even get me started on Florida, it's, man. It's good that we had the Super Bowl there. Like, that's just the right place where you want so many people without masks. Oh, that's something together. that... Yeah, unfortunately. Um, that's something I kind of thought was... I know this is going to be a little interesting. Um, the halftime show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you've ever watched a halftime show before. No, I never did. I just see like things passing through Twitter and I don't look further into it. Yeah. Every year when there is Super Bowl, I never realize it's Super Bowl until the day itself. Like when I start noticing like everyone is talking about this thing called Super Bowl. I guess yeah, that something and, is happening. And on that day you messaged me. You're like, that's the football one, right? And I was yeah, like, I wasn't yeah. sure is it football or is it basketball? No. Football is the only one that gets, like, a good fancy one. It's just the NBA Finals. Mm -hmm. uh, but okay. the weekend's, the weekend's halftime show, I just, this is just, was enchanting. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think I mentioned this too, but I had no idea who the weekend was until, like, 2019 when Uncle <laughs> Gems came out. And that's understandable. Um, But, like, it felt like, and this is going to be, Maybe me reaching, which I do quite well. 
Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, You're a big fella. Like a... You have long arms. <laughs> Did you call me a big fella? <laughs> I mean, that's in the negative sense. Oh, I thought you said, like, you're a big fella. Are you going to call me Hoss as well? <laughs> I don't even know what that's referring to. <laughs> <laughs> Is this, like, an 80s TV show I didn't know about? Um, Hoss is a character from a TV show, Western, called Bonanza. Oh, I never watched Bonanza. And it had uh, Michael Landon on it. Okay. Uh, did you ever watch... Did you guys ever get Little House in the Prairie? I mean, maybe at the time. Not, not when I was yeah. around. Uh, moving on. But <laughs> Haas, Haas was like a big guy. And anytime... Okay. It's like shorthand now in America. Like, if you're a big guy, you're like, How you doing there, Haas? And it's like, Oh, thanks. Because I want to be compared to a tele- television show character and not an actual human being. Like, he was an actual human being. Right. Their character but like, was real. It's like you're, just, like you're pretending like people are comparing you to Yogi Bear. That's true. That's And Haas was a good guy. So, there's much worse uh, uh, comparisons. But uh, I mean, I can get compared to Woody Allen. I think that's worse. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. I, I think you won that one, pal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A competitive. <laughs> I guess that's something I wanted to win, but apparently I've won. <laughs> um, but, uh... Okay. Moving yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, uh, I don't know. I know you've seen this movie, and I watched it last weekend. I'm pretty sure you've seen it. Uh, it's Holiday. Uh, from... The Catherine Hepburn, Charlie Grant movie? Yeah, Cary Grant movie, George Cukor. Yeah, from 1938. Okay, uh, yeah, uh, I've, yeah, I've seen this. Uh, I, I kind of like get those movies mixed, like, mixed up. Those mixes up. Like you have like the awful truth, or like bring a baby. Like mm-hmm. like, I used, I, I've my seen, favorite wife. Yeah. Um, but Helen uh, is in that movie, right? I'm not making that up. No, she's not in the awful truth. That's no, Irene in, Dunn. No, in Holiday. Yeah, she's in that movie. Yeah, so I wasn't wrong. Yeah, like, no, you're okay. right. Um, but uh, man, that was. That was really good. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had what's his name in it too. Uh, one of my Edward Everett Horton, my favorite, uh, Staren Rogers, uh, supporting actor. Mm-hmm. I think. I, but um, I think I know who that is. But yeah, it was just a really beautiful movie, man. Like I remember, uh, like Jonathan Hepburn's brother in that being so good, like the drunkard. Yeah, like he, he did. Really he gave the good. best performance. Like it's such uh, a like, classic character from like the 1930s, like the drunk mm-hmm. was like not making the self-deprecating jokes the entire time. Yeah. Like he's he really nailed it. Like he, yeah. Well, and you know, it's it's about a, a a a man who's sort of like a free thinker. He's not really like a somebody in society. And yeah, but, um yeah, but he come become he becomes engaged to Catherine Hepburn's sister. Yeah. And, um, obviously, the movie starring Catherine Hepburn and Cary Grant, you know how it goes. Um, it's just, there was a point where she was talking, like, Catherine Hepburn was talking about Cary Grant's character, and it was just like, it was really beautiful. Like, it was such a beautiful moment. Like, um, 
I would recommend it. I think it's underrated. I mean, Criterion did just release it like a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I watched it a couple of months. Maybe even longer, like twice time anymore. It's not a flat line, I can tell you that. Yeah, it's not linear. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man, it was really good. Um. Uh. Have you yeah. seen? Have you? What have you? I know you've been watching some Pixar movies. Yeah. Any ones that have been standing out to you that you've enjoyed rewatching? I'm I'm gonna talk about uh, all three. <laughs> okay. Because like they're like uh. One of the reasons why I decided to do this, like, mm-hmm. it, I, it's not something I would usually do right. with any other studio, but Pixar is interesting because, you know, they start with Toy Story, which mm-hmm. is the first digitally animated feature film ever. Yes. And so throughout their run, you can literally see digital animation evolve. So I, yeah, that made true. it interesting to me to watch them in chronological order. Also, I... Uh, Recently listened to the six hour and 40 minutes episode of Screen Drafts where they uh, draft all the Pixar movies. Hmm. I mean, this came out before Soul, so Soul isn't Oh, okay. Included. Were they doing it like right before it? Like, I guess because they originally planned it on another time when Soul was supposed to come out. But then it wasn't oh. like, was for a while it wasn't going to come out at all. And then they announced yeah. they would bring it out on uh, Disney+. Plus. So they yeah. essentially then they, uh, but they already had planned a date and they couldn't keep moving it up. But then it uh, happened to be like they did it on like the anniversary of the first release of Toy Story. So it was okay. so kind of lucked cool. out. And as we've sort of discussed, Toy Story is like the first movie I can remember that I mm-hmm. watched so many times when I was a child, like a baby. Yeah. Um. So much so that I wore the tape out when I was a child. So mm-hmm. um, I, I just love that movie. And um, yeah, man, I, I it's one of those movies I don't even really need to rewatch. I can just play the whole thing in my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet. Uh, yeah. I had a, a less specific image like of it in my head. Like I... Like, the first two Toy Stories I've seen a few times as a kid, like, not as much as you did, but, like, I had, like, a pretty decent idea, like, like of the two movies, but, like, some scenes I wasn't sure was it in that one or in the other. Yeah. Like, as, like I know I've, I didn't see Toy Story 3 that much, so that one, like, yeah. I have, like, I also saw that later in life. Like, yeah. I was, I was already, like, 13, 14 by that time. Yeah. So, I, uh... I, so I, like, I still pretty much remember that movie, but I haven't seen it as much yeah. as the others. I, uh, so it was kind of weird how the trajectory of the Toy Story movies were. Yeah. Um, uh, you were already 16 by the time it came out. The yeah, Toy, when Toy Story 3 came out, uh, I was getting ready, you know, approaching, you know, going to college, and that's what the yeah. whole movie's about, and... <laughs> My mom and I joke about this, but uh, we went to see it with my grandma. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, my mom was an emotional person, and she was yeah. kind of thinking about what would happen, you know, in the future. And, you know, uh, and we were both tearing up because it was like, I've come full circle. So, yeah. and we always joke that my grandma kind of like looked at us like, what the heck is wrong with these people? It's, like, it's just a movie. Mm-hmm. Like I had a similar experience with uh, Inside Out. 
I didn't see Inside Out in the theater. Like I actually realized mm-hmm. this week, I I didn't see any picture in the theater until The Incredibles two, when I was seventeen years old. <laughs> because like we didn't go to the theater a lot as a kid, so I so I was like for a moment I was like thinking like I might have seen Cars, but like I was four at the time and I don't think <laughs> I did actually. Yeah. Uh, but like Inside Out, I watched like the day before I would go off to boarding school. Oh, and that's yeah. like the movie that's like about like where she moves to another area. And so I was thinking like, oh, yeah. I'm gonna like I'm gonna be like spend like five days a week at like this boarding school in Brussels, and I, I wasn't really excited yeah. for it. I wasn't gonna sleep in my my own bed for like weeks. So it was scaring me, and yeah. So that yeah, was get you. yeah, but like I'm gonna I'm gonna watch uh, Inside Out eventually, but yeah, but I I don't want to like break your heart when it comes to like the first Toy Story, which is you a won't. movie I really like. Yeah, but I have one won't. specific pro- problem with it, and that's uh, yeah, that Woody is kind of a dick in the first half hour of the movie. Yeah, I and mean, I- it, it, of course he is, because he's it's a uh what do you call it a territorial thing for him yeah he's a I cowboy know. you yeah, know but like with cows yeah and there were territories back then <laughs> okay good. i just blew everybody's mind right now but yeah so deep man anyways go ahead sorry okay Quentin tarantino like let me know just yeah yeah yeah, my yeah, story. yeah 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 <laughs> but uh so when the movie was in production, so mm-hmm. uh, it, it's a Pixar movie, but they were already working with Disney. I think like Disney was putting down money and they would distribute it, distribute it. And uh, so, and apparently one of like the Disney bosses at the time, like uh, this is directed by John Lasseter who started Pixar, but he already also worked for Disney in the eighties. Like there were a couple like people like like you had John Lasseter who went away and came back eventually, just like Tim Burton who he was working with at the time. Like he went away from the like they fired him from Disney and then he, you know, he went uh, and then eventually they hired him back like to Nightmare Before Christmas and all those movies. And uh. So, like, apparently the boss from Disney was like, this movie needs to be edgier. Like, you want... I don't know, it was the 90s. Because I recently watched uh, an interview with Tom Hanks where he was talking about, like, when he... Like, he started recording for the movie, like, 1991. And it came out in 1995. So, like, this was in production for a while. And then at a certain point, like, so then they finished, like, I don't think they finished it entirely, but they had, like, a rough version, mm-hmm. and they screened it, and everyone hated it, and Disney said, okay, we're not making this yeah. movie, and they pulled the plug. Yeah, I think I've, I think you can find some of that on, like, YouTube. Because I remember seeing some of it, and, like, yeah, Woody was, like, an even bigger dick. Yeah, I, like, I, I in general, Pixar has been very open about like their process and their behind-the-scenes stuff, and until it comes about like John Lester's uh, abuse, but yeah, yeah, but we don't have to go into that. But yeah, it's like uh, this also this uh, the first story story is written partly by Joss Whedon, so 
Yeah. It's, not, uh, it's like abuse. Uh, it's like the meme. Yeah. Of Toy Story. Mm-hmm. Look, abuse everywhere, mm-hmm. basically. Which is, and you know, if I can just talk a little bit about that, because Buffy was, yeah. man, was a really important part of my adolescence. Um, and uh, it, it, ironically enough, taught me to respect women as women and not mm-hmm. things. Um, but it's just so difficult. You know, we've talked about it a million times before. Yeah, we don't have Separating... to do that now. No, we not, but it's just, it sucks. It just really yeah. sucks. Uh, it's also because, you... like, it's not just like he was this... You know, there are certain directors who, like, or writers or whatever, like, when they turn out to be awful, and it's, yeah. it's like, not really a surprise... That you yeah. have like some of those like I'm not gonna name names, but like there are some people who are like, yeah, I'm not surprised that we, that guy had like some fucked up things going on. Yeah. But like with Joss Whedon, he like he tries to present himself as this like feminist, like he openly talks about that, and it's just yeah. like, like I have, I don't really know his work that well, but it's 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 like difficult, and that's how he yeah. presents it himself, and then like then there's the whole behind the scene. Yeah, thing. like the whole. Hearing what Charisma Carpenter had to go yeah. through really sucked, man. And and with that being said, too, like, I am actually cautiously optimistic about the Snyder Cut of the Justice League. I think it's, you know, I don't really, uh, I mean, I've seen Batman vs. Superman. I saw the, what's it ultimate, called? The, the Ultimate cuts. Edition? Yeah. The ultimate. I, they had like this weird name for it where they didn't want to call it like extended or director's cuts. But yeah, they called it the ad- ultimate edition in America. Yeah. So, but I like I had fun with that movie, and I think if anything, Zack Snyder kind of nails the aesthetic of a comic book world. I'm not really sure I'm in love with his stories. Like I, I always thought like, if they gave him someone else and David does Goyer to write it, like it might have been a more enjoyable movie. But I I still had fun with that movie. Like it was kind of like, oh, this is kind of how I f- like I'm was reading an Elseworld comic book. I guess that's yeah. And uh, I'm like I'm I I saw Justice League in a theater. It was kind of yeah. It was really embarrassing, but most. <laughs> <laughs> that's the perfect way to put it. It's it was embarrassing. Embar- it was embarrassed, like especially if you look at like. Henry Cavill's face because they had to remove the mustache. It's such how like, but I like I have I have diff, like I feel people are mad at Zack Snyder not because of Zack Snyder but because of his fans, which is like I get it because like they have really bullied people, but it's also like and I have this weird relationship with Zack Snyder because I feel like people are mean to him because they make movies this. I mean, I mean, he also has. It kind of also seems a bit like a dick in interviews. Like he kind of like riles people up sometimes. Yeah. Um. I will say this, but you know, I gained a lot of respect for him when I found out why he left Justice League. Yeah, me too. Like that's that was a really weird thing. Like, like his, uh, you know, when that happens with his daughter, and it was just yeah. Like, I just thought like why like and like for like a month or so, people were like like nice like they were like yeah. oh and then like then after that he became a punchline again and yeah it's like like f- up till now we don't like there isn't really any 
story, I think, of like him being abusive or him being no. uh, like a bad dude. So like the only thing that you have is like he says sometimes a controversial thing in an yeah. interview and. But for us, like, I think people are needlessly mean to him, like, in a yeah. way that they're, like, just because he makes a movie that you don't like, it's not really enough. Yeah, you know, and like, that's fine. Yeah. Like, and I, I, honestly, too, I think with him, I think it's more of the studio's faults sometime, because it sounds like the studio gets really involved. Yeah, I mean, he really had a plan for, like, Batman v Superman. It was already after that initial response to that movie, like, yeah, he he wasn't he wasn't even making his original version of Justice League by the time he was making yeah. Justice League. Yeah, but like I, I've also similar thoughts. Like I don't want to go too off on this, but like with the Last Jedi, yeah, are people act like Ryan Johnson went rogue on Star Wars: Last Jedi. Like, like Disney didn't sign off on anything he did. Like people like because especially like they they shit on the Last Jedi. When they made the third movie, yeah, to sell it, but it's like that's just shitty because like you don't have to act like you didn't like you didn't approve of of everything yeah. that was happening at the time. It's also like shitty to ask your fans to to pay money for a movie and then then uh, yep. shit on that movie to sell your other movie. Like that's just <laughs> yeah. That's, I did yeah. read that he is still doing his own trilogy. I don't know anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I, I'm also like, like, why would, like, why would he go through that again? I, yeah, so it's kind of like a, a bear trap. Yeah, it's like, like you, like I, like I've, uh, like I'm not a fan of Knives Out. You know that, but it's like that yeah. was a hit. Like he can, like he it was can entertaining do to me. But like, again, that was the same day I saw Cats. So yeah, anything would yeah, have been like, better than Cats. Yeah, it's like you just ate shit and then suddenly like a glass of water is like the most delicious thing you ever had. <laughs> wow, this is a this is a visceral episode today. This is a sallow episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But uh anyways, Sallow and Guts, the double feature we all want. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, uh keep going about uh we yeah. got off topic again, but yeah, it's we only because you brought this... up Joss Whedon. Yeah. Uh, so keep yeah, it was my work. fault. Yeah, I know. But, no, it wasn't but, your fault. It was my yeah, fault. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. But, uh, this was my first time seeing Toy Story like in uh, English. Like I only saw it in like Dutch dub before this. Oh, okay. I was like, is that Tom Hanks? Like it was so weird to hear Tom yeah. Hanks' voice coming out of Woody. But also like, I just realized like Tim Allen sounds a whole uh, an awful lot like George Clooney. If you just listen to, like, Tim Allen in this movie and you say that's George Clooney, it sounds exactly the same. Huh. Eh, I, I guess, but I guess it's just because I've seen Toy Story so many times. But mm. yeah. Also, I'm not so familiar with Tim Allen's voice as yeah, I am Yeah, see, because um, there's a sitcom that he was on here that they used Home to show reruns of. Yeah, Home Improvement. So, uh, I'm super familiar with his voice as well. So, okay. Yeah. I'm not calling saying you're wrong. I just think that's an interesting comparison. I I've realized that other people have said the same thing, so it's not okay. just me. I'm not the only okay. insane person. Okay, good. But uh, and then uh, but Toy Story is a really good movie. That's my hot take. Uh, but like like I said, like 
it kind of bugs me that he's annoying for the first, uh, like, being a ditch. Like, I know why for the story, but my image of Woody is this, like, super loyal guy who will do anything to help his friends. And just, like, I guess it's also a like, the problem of, like, being a children's movie. And, uh, the, like, there's a the thing with children's movie is that they're uh, often unfunny comedies. Yeah, I feel that's like true. that's something that like I like it doesn't annoy me when I was a kid, but it does. Uh, like there are a lot of jokes in uh, animation that they just don't really work, and like I feel kind of bad about saying that because just you know I'm not a target audience, of course. Yeah, it's like sometimes you know I'm watching a kids movie and I think like. Ah, if they used these things and made and made it for like an older and more mature audience, I would have liked this more because yeah. but that's just where I am in my life now. Yeah. Um I do like I do think about I mean like there's some really cool moments in that movie. Like um, I mean it's a very good movie. I think like when Woody realizes like he's a toy, like that's great. Yeah. Like the scene where they're in like with the aliens in that uh thing. And the claw. Yeah, yeah. The claw, yeah, that's uh... uh one moment that I think about a lot is uh uh when Buzz is up on like the banister mm-hmm. and he's about to fly. Yeah. And there's that shot. I mean it's not really a shot, but of like the like the stairs and everything, and I just I just and then the Randy Newman like the Randy Newman music's really good. Yeah, yeah, that, it really is. There's um, also I just love that scene of like him like where it's just like it's just falling with style. Yeah, like and like also, but they just like in other movies like you'll see him yeah. do similar things. Yeah, it's like not flying, but also kind of is. Yeah. No. Um. So you know the little straps on the um moving van mm-hmm. whenever i see a strap on a van like that yeah. i immediately think of that part of the movie yeah i, I also it is also a thing i always like as a kid it's like to see where they use like the reflection of the lights to like oh my gosh dude i was yeah that, i was left that i love that scene and uh i had a neighbor that mm-hmm. looked like uh, uh what's his name the Sits? neighbor kid yeah. And, like also uh, the the carpet in Sid's house is the carpet of the shiny. I noticed this time. Oh really? That's yeah. interesting. That's really interesting. Actually. I still loved like the reveal with like the other like the toys in Sid's room with like oh, they man. think are cannibals and then they realize <laughs> they're, they're actually helpful. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just love. Yeah, I'm biased. I just think it's a perfect movie, but, you know, that's me. No, I mean, I wouldn't argue necessarily, but it just isn't for me. But if someone told me that it is, like, I would argue. It's a very good movie. And then you have uh, A Buck's Life. Now, how how did that hold up? It's Like, this is a movie I know I've seen, but I didn't mm-hmm. remember a single thing about it. Except me maybe too. The, the look of certain characters. And this uh, doesn't have uh, uh, a screenplay by Joss Whedon, but it does have Kevin Spacey in it. But, uh, like, I think A Buck's Life is not as good as Toy Story, but I think it's the funnier movie. Like, I think the comedy works better. Yeah. 
Like I'm gonna go into Toy Story two in a minute, but I think what I yeah. like about I think it was also a bit lacking the first one is that it's mostly Woody and Buzz, and I yeah, think that other toys else. have a more active role in the in the second mm-hmm. and the third one. And I think I like them more as like a whole family and not just Buzz mm-hmm. and Woody. Yeah, even though they're the main characters. Yes, like I, we're done. I mean, eventually down my path, I will talk about Toy Story three and four. I've never seen four. Yeah, I've not heard good things. I I think mo- like in general most people seem to like it except they are like it doesn't it didn't have to be there, but they yeah. all also like it's really good that show. It's really yeah. fun. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, I'm going to watch it eventually. But the Bugs Life like it's it's really fun like it's, it's like the seventh samurai thing of like Oh really? Just, yeah, like it's. I guess it's more like they're more ripping off Three Amigos in a sense, but it's like this, like there's, like you have this one uh, farm village, like it's like their ants, but they're like they have to offer food to, to these bandits, and then uh, then one guy goes to try to find help, and he finds this circus acts that he thinks are warriors. So that's yes. so you see it's like like seven samurai thing, but uh yeah like I kind of compared it to like Capra in a sense, like it kind of has that, it kind of has that humor like also like just using like so like a repertory cast of of assuming like character actors doing wacky things in the background while you have like this me it's also just like. It's also essentially a movie about like uh, the workers trying to size the means of production in a way, like in the way that like old Capra movies were, uh, yeah. were like a little bit socialists. Yeah, like, I just I just like, I just like to think like the Americans' favorite uh, Christmas movie is actually socialist. I, I, <laughs> I just like that idea about it. That is pretty like, funny. I like that. Mister Smith goes to Washington also as some uh socialist yeah social studies yeah. like i'm you know not saying like he's an, a, an active political filmmaker or anything like that but it's nah. it was there he was for the everman so it kind of makes yeah. sense yeah i i i got sorry i don't want to make this a political podcast oh no like that, no we won't like, it's kind of is there but like no while kevin spacey is a horrible horrible person Oh yes, definitely. Uh, he plays. He's pretty good at playing this horrible, horrible villain. <laughs> like, yeah. Like there's a like I don't think all uh, all villains are like are like allowed to be as ruthless as Kevin Spacey is in this movie, and I think that's necessary mm-hmm. because you kind of have to believe that all these people are really afraid of him, like yeah. all the, this entire colony, because that's that's what you need for stage for the stake of the story. I don't know, like, I think uh, sometimes these children's movies are afraid of making the villain as uh, not, not but as dangerous as they need to be. Like, there's kind of like this like clown-esque aspect to a lot of villains in children's movies. Like, like there, are, there are like just as many that aren't as there are, but I sometimes feel like... Especially in more modern children's movies, they're afraid to like go there with the character. Yeah, no, I do agree. Um, especially uh, Stinky Pete. 
Yeah, slink, uh, slinky, slinky penis, I mean, that's, a, that's a thing that also happens a lot in like children's movies. It's like, this is like the so-called villain, mm-hmm. and then this is the character is on your side, and then it's revealed, this is, the so-called villain is actually your friend, and your friend is a so-called villain. It's, yeah, that. that's such a weird double standard. Yeah, there's also like this thing in a bug's life that's also very uh, common in children's movie. It's the the guy who is like bullied because he's considered to be different until he saves oh, the gosh. day, and then it's, it's like people love him because he's different. Oh, <sighs> the Neville Longbottom. Yeah. Of that, yeah. I hate it's that not, trope. It's something that like keeps happening. Uh, like, it's not necessarily bad, but it's it's. And it's like telling something about society that that these movies also don't really want to go into. Like, for that you will only allow you to be different if you can exploit it in a sense. So about the same time A Bug's Life came out? They had Ants or something like that? Yes. The, the Woody Ants. Allen movie? Woody Allen is actually the same year. Yeah, I know. But, like, that happens a lot. Like, that's, like those kind of things. Like, I know, like, when... Philip Seymour Hoffman did his Capote movie like the same year there was another movie about Capote coming out. Mm. Yeah, um the cast for Ants is kind of crazy. It's like Woody Allen, Gene Hackman, Sharon Stone, Sylvester Stallone, Jennifer Lopez, Christopher Walken, uh Danny Glover, uh Anne Bancroft, uh Dan Aykroyd. Jane Curtin, you know, so, like, just a bunch of crazy people. That's something that I saw a tweet about uh, recently. They were talking about, for a long time, in, like, animated movies, they didn't really use celebrities as their voice cast. They used mm-hmm. actual voice actors. At a certain point, like, during, I don't know, late 80s, early 90s, they decided, no, we need stars. Yeah. Even though I don't think there was anyone who's, like, going to see Anne's because... I, Dan Aykroyd is in it, like yeah, or Anne Bancroft. Yeah, but like yeah, like just for uh, Bucks Life has Dave Foley as the lead actor, which like I think he that's plays. A, that's a gamble. It, Dave Foley uh, plays in like a lot of Pixar movies. Yeah, but, like so you have Kevin Spacey, you have Julia, Julia Louis Dreyfus, so like yeah, a lot of what, TV people. Yeah, like this is more like comedians, like David Hyde Pierce is in it. Yep, Richard Fraser. Yeah, Dennis Leary, uh, Phyllis Madeline Diller. Khan is in it. Yeah, Phyllis Diller, Roddy McDowell, like those people. Like so, this is more like yeah. Like I think Pixar is in general like a good combination of both like star people and just like respected yeah. comedic actors. Yeah, I mean they use John Ratzenberger in every one of their movies. Yeah, that's true. You know, so and he was great in Cheers. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I need to rewatch Bugs Life. I probably haven't seen it since it came out. Uh, would you recommend that I rewatch it? It's okay. Like, it's a fun, I gave it three and a half stars. Okay. That's fair. And I gave the same to Toy Story. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, <laughs> well, we can. And, uh, Toy Story 2, I gave, uh, two, uh, four stars. That's fair. Um. So I guess this was uh, Roddy McDowell's final film appearance. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which is really crazy to think about. Because I thought he was still alive. So see how much I know. But go ahead. 
Okay, so uh, Toy Story is, uh, was always my favorite as a kid. Just like I find the story to be uh, like I find it to be sharper and funnier. I know in general people prefer like the the simplicity of the first one. I think that's like the general consensus. But I don't know. I think this like I, this uh, what I like the most about pictures like every scene. Uh, this like fun ID. I mean, yeah. the best Pixar movies, at least, have this like fun concept that they introduce in like new things in every new scene. And I think everything kind of like, you know, it it works. Like there are like there are like the lead stories, but then there are like smaller stories that all have their yeah. payoff somewhere. Yeah, like at the uh, Owl's Toy Barn. Yeah. Oh man, and that's like the entire thing of like when you go into the aisle of all those bus movies, oh, like that's all the bus puppets, and then you meet like another Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> yeah, I love like, that. Yeah, and you know, what's like Woody's girlfriend called again? Like in the first Jessie. movie. Oh, Bo Peep. Bo Bo Peep. Like yeah. when they originally wanted to make uh, Toy Story, they wanted uh, that to be a Barbie doll. But they weren't allowed I'm to use it from Mattel, so uh, they yeah. they invented the character. But of course, after the first Toy Story was such a hit, they now they have like the entire yeah they have an entire Barbie cast in it. It's like a beach party movie for oh for like yeah that 10 was seconds. great. I love that part. It's like I also love like the entire movie, like like this the original like another Buzz Lightyear who uh, who still thinks he's the actual character and like and just <laughs> the other Buzz being annoyed yeah. like but was I so annoying as well was I such an idiot as well and then of course like the entire thing with like Zork the Zork puppet Zerg yeah the, the Zerg. that yeah. like wants to kill them yeah and then uh, and then just like uh, at the certain point they're just like playing catch. Yeah, because it turns out that <laughs> there's a little his... bit of a Star Wars ripoff here, but yeah, yeah. Zerg is his father or whatever. Mm -hmm. and so I also realized this time, like the like the Al from Al Toys Barn is played by uh, what's his name from uh, Wayne Knight from uh, yeah, who I know from Jurassic Seinfeld. Park. Yep. Like there's a yeah, there's a lot of uh, good like character actors in these movies yeah joan cusack plays uh what's her what's her jesse. name again yeah. jesse yeah you know these movies better than i do yeah like also i also just like jesse being added to this cast like yeah i like jesse i thought she was a little bit more um interesting than bo peep my opinion yeah yeah i um, think so like like i thought maybe bo peep has, has more to do in the third one but i don't think she has a lot to do in the first two movies no, she she's in the fourth one actually. She, I mean, she's she's in the third one probably as well. I don't remember her being in it, but that doesn't mean anything. Like, like why wouldn't she be? Yeah, I know. Uh, but uh, you also have like Kelsey Grammer playing the the prospector. Yes, yeah, Stinky Pete, but they called the prospector for most of the movie. I like it when they call him Stinky Pete, though. <laughs> yeah. But it's also like, the, with like the teddy bear in Toy Story 3, they like kind of redo that storyline. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Um, but I also like how but, Toy Story 2 has like a similar scene as uh, Toy Story 1. Like like in Toy Story 1, you have Buzz 
realizing he's a toy by watching his own TV show. Now you have yeah. Woody, all who's completely aware that he's a toy, watch his TV show and kind of envisions him yeah. as a, this larger character than he previously thought he was. It's like kind of like a fun mirror scene. Yeah, it's it's a nice uh, contrast. Yeah, not even a contrast. It's it's like a comparison, actually, but like a mirror image. Yeah, you're right. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, man, I remember the hype when I was a kid to see uh, Toy Story two. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, huge. I, I was like I, that still, poster. I wasn't born at the time, so. Yeah, I know. Stop reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the next like. Like, there's a scene in this where they, like, introduce the dog. Like, I, I, I love that scene, but how, like, the dog loves the, 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 the toys, in fact. Like, he just wants to play with them. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah, the dog, dog. Yeah. yeah. But, like, you can also see, like, at, that, at this point, like, uh, in the first story story, it helped that, like, the lead characters were all, like, toys because they were, like, supposed to look like plastic because, you know, it was the first digitally animated movie, but the human characters look kind of wonky. And A Bug's Life doesn't really have any human characters. And in this, they're, they're kind of starting to look better, but still not great. And then you see the dog. It, it looks fine, but you can see, like, there's not really a lot of texture to the fur. And that's, like, one of the major con- contribu- contributions to, like, the... The next mm-hmm. movie in the the franchise, like, oh, and they reach yeah, like Monsters, Monsters Inc., Inc., which came, comes out three yeah. years later. At this time, I'm born. Uh, this is like the, the next movie I'm going to watch. Like, I know that that was like a bitch thing about that movie is that they like really could like at that sure like just like have like in the movie after that Finding Nemo did they, they do like water animation that was also yeah. revolutionary. Um, like, I'm not. I'm not a big Finding Nemo fan. I think it's... I'm just not a fan of it. Um, you also I really have do problems with uh, Dory, in a way. A little. Um, it's, it's just, it might it's be one of just movies be where it's like, generous, like It might be. I don't yeah. know. It's just the movie's like... Kids like think it's like the greatest movie since sliced bread. But like <laughs> Toy Story is like a better movie uh, you're just the old man yeah. being mad at like the slightly younger kids liking like well, you're like, finding emo more <laughs> you know they ha- they had to mess up sometime but at least they bounced back with the incredibles yeah and the incredibles was my favorite as a kid yeah that uh, was a good one i i i, yeah. I still uh disagree with what what you were saying i don't think uh finding nemo was like I think, like from this, like from th- the first Toy Story into like Toy Story two, like there, there's like a great run, and then they followed up Toy Story three with uh, Cars two, and then it was, they, then they entered the dark ages, they're just like until Inside Out. Yeah, and even like I don't think Inside Out is as good as like the movies that part of the first run. It's okay. I like I like Toy Story two. It's just, I always like Bullseye. Oh yeah, Bullseye. Yeah, that was, that was a fun character. Bullseye. Yeah. Um. 
Wow. Uh, so Chuck Jones wrote a letter to Lasseter after seeing Toy Story 2, heavily praising it. That's cool. Like, I, That's I think really like cool. a lot of those animation guys, like they were, they were also looking at what other people were doing. Like, uh, like I know that's how Pixar yeah. feels about like Ghibli movies. Like, they look at that and they're just like, how can, how can we do that? Like, like, I mean, I, we haven't really talked about this a lot uh, on the show, but like, I'm into like drawing. And yeah, so it, like, I, I just want the animation industry fascinating. It's kind of something like I would want to work into, but I won't, I didn't want to animate. Like, I didn't want to do like the actual process of animation, which sounds horrible. Like I, I, I want to be like the guy who like designs characters. Like that's my dream job is like designing characters for movies. Yeah, no, that's, that's fair. I mean, <coughs> yeah, it's, it's man, it's, it's a it's a long process. Um, yeah, I know we haven't talked since then, but I saw those videos of how the Marvel movies are, you know, pre-visualized mm-hmm. three years in advance, and I'm still depressed about it. I'm, I'm like curious about like how the the whole um, VFX industry like yeah that's like at the like verge of collapsing at a certain point. Like, you know, yeah. just the amount of, like, companies that, like, do, like, this one of these big movies and they go out of business because they're just, like, run dry, where they're, like, barely paid. Yeah. And, uh, like, and, like, also, like, if you think about, like, how much does, like, the entire industry relies on those companies, that they're, yeah, like, they're gonna get in 100%. trouble eventually. <laughs> like, yeah, like, definitely. Like, have you seen Black Panther? Uh no, but you know I'm cons- I I might be do I might be seeing it soon. Mm-hmm. Well, Black Panther uh is a good movie, but it looks like uh at certain points like PlayStation Two game PlayStation, PlayStation Two game, yeah. It's like they yeah. apparently like they used all the VFX companies to like make Avengers Infinity War, and then there were barely any left for like Black Panther. So it's like that's, th- that's where like the where it's at. Like also like. I know you like the Sonic movie, but like how they like made this bad Sonic design that uh, yeah. I'm sure like most of the artists in that room were like, no, that's not a good idea. Yeah, I um. And then they I like, like the movie for the story. Story, yeah, I know you for the screenplay, yeah. <laughs> but like you know, like how they then made like that entire company like remake that 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 movie with like another design is just like, yeah. Uh, That's gotta be insulting. Yeah. Also because like they didn't decide on the design, and I'm sure they weren't like decently paid either. Heard horror stories. About, yeah, like, me too. But like, also, like, if you go into like the world of video games, like the way people are treated there, it's awful. Like at a certain point, this is all going to burst. Like this, this interest is. It's gonna be a bubble. It's a bubble right now, and it's going to yeah. burst. Yeah, it's like, I'm I'm going to put this on record, and I'm saying it now. You know, we just got HBO Max. We have Disney Plus. We have. Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime. Uh, we're getting Paramount Plus. 
Mm. Yeah, that's just just like CBS All Access, but under a different name, I think. Yeah, they're actually getting rid of CBS All Access. Yeah, I think that's they're gonna do it, push it away to start something new. But we're gonna get to a point where like, uh, the bubble's gonna burst. And yeah, it's, it's not like they're good. they're waiting for us to get rid of all our TV or all our regular TV, and then yeah. let us all move on to uh, streaming, and then increase the prices of streaming. Yeah, which Netflix does every freaking week. Yeah, and Disney Plus is about to as well. Like, like Netflix has a th- as a as a chance of winning. Disney has a, pla- a chance of winning, and it's just like all these other companies will eventually like be pushed away because people won't have the money to pay for the rest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a feeling that it'll be like uh, what's it called? I have a feeling that Hulu and Disney Plus are gonna like absorb one another at some point i mean disney already owns hulu so i'm sure like at a certain point like they're now doing that new thing called stars or star that's like a more uh mature disney plus version where they can do like pg-13 or older stuff yeah and uh um that's i think that's going out like in a day or two that's going to be hmm and then, like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they're gonna like keep Hulu or if they're just gonna merge those two. Like merge, yeah. Um, I mean, this is this is a different subject, but uh, the WWE Network, mm-hmm. interestingly enough, is uh, merging with Peacock. Okay, so so now which... you can watch certain episodes of The Office and wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The... I just wish that they would have put a lot more thought into that name. Yeah. It's like... I get like it. Like, when Disney, that they're investors, they, like... That's the worst name for, like... You want to get people excited for your product. It's like saying, Investor's Day. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Magic. So, uh, Monsters, Inc. is next on your watch, right? Yeah. Yeah, I you know, I think I am going to uh watch uh the Marvel movies after uh mm-hmm. Homecoming. Just okay. just to say that I've seen them. Have you seen and, all uh, of the Marvel movies before Homecoming? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you haven't seen Thor Ragnarok? No, that's the one that I missed. I think that's that's like one I can see you liking. I could probably like it. I'll probably like it. Oh, and I have... I've seen Infinity War. Okay. Um, But I don't remember much. I'll probably rewatch that one just for context. Yeah. But... Yeah, yeah I... Uh, we're talking about... I remember seeing, like... In, uh, no, wait. This happened with Endgame. Where, like, arrived, like... Like, I arrived at the theater, like... 30 minutes up front but we were waiting for a specific friend like we were with the group and we were waiting for one friend to arrive but the thing is like i ordered the tickets like i I ordered the tickets so we could sit next to each other but uh i thought they would send me like every ticket individually so i could like send the tickets to everyone so they could go in themselves but they sent me all the tickets in like one file so i i so we could Gross. we couldn't already go in without the other friend, so we had to wait for him. Yeah. And, uh, 
but like it's also like funny because it was this one friend and his sister who were apparently only oh. too late because they were waiting for the third friend to because they were going to pick <laughs> him up but like the other the third friend was yeah. already gone without them so <laughs> so it was an entire mistake so we, we arrived like just in time for when the movie was going to start oh. but uh but then, like, I had ordered these seats. Yeah. Uh, so we could sit all together. And then we arrived at the seats. And then we saw, like, there were just, like, people sitting in our seats. So oh. then, like, this, like, this anticipated movie, everyone was excited to see. And we were just, like, arguing with yeah. people, like, you're in our seats. <laughs> because otherwise, like, the theater was pretty full. So otherwise, we would just be, like, spread around the entire theater if we were not going to sit together. Yeah. That happens That's a lot. That, like, I don't like to go to that chain a lot. But... My friends happen yeah. to do for some reason. I don't know why. Probably because it's, it's the one that they know. I mean, there are others. I think like there for them, it's kind of easier to access by public transport. While for me, it's easier to to access other theaters. But but like, uh, but like, I have a lot in that theater. Like, it's one of the few here that actually has like reserved seatings because a lot of other theaters are just like. You just buy a ticket and you go sit where you want and who's first gets the best places. But like this theater is the only one that really does like where you, you have to pick a seat, but then people just go sit wherever they want. I mean, I'm not people, teenagers, young people. Like we're, we're the scum of the earth. <laughs> yeah. I just hate that assigned seating because I just like to sit where I want. Yeah, me too. It's also like not every theater like has like if you're gonna sit like at like the third row from behind, it's gonna be different in every mm -hmm. single theater. And when you do it online, like it's not like you can probably judge how the theater is going to look. Like I, I've yeah. been in certain like theaters where I'm like the best place is is like third or second row up front. Other yeah theaters it's like best to sit in somewhere in the middle other places best to sit completely in the, the back i like guess like yeah i uh usually sit in the back like the way way back mm -hmm. just because like i get really annoyed if people are like blocking my view mm -hmm. and um the only time i've sat down in like the first row was mm -hmm. when I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I it was actually a, a smart decision. Yeah, I prefer sitting in the middle, but I'm mostly sitting in the back because I noticed I'm taller than most people, so I like <laughs> blocking their sides. Like I once was sitting in like I was sitting in the second row from behind, and there was one mm -hmm. woman sitting behind me in like the last row, and like yeah, like I was sitting there, and then I heard someone saying like, like "Honey, I can't." I can't see anything with that boy's hair, and they moved. <laughs> with your uh, your goblet of fire extra hair. But like this, this was two years ago. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh, I watched uh, Cleo five to seven. Oh today. yeah. Um, man, like I I forgot how. The thing, do you ever watch rewatch a movie? And think to yourself, was I actually watching this movie? Does it's like you experience you know I mean? it for the first time? Is that what you mean? Yeah, like you feel like you're seeing it with a new eyes, maybe? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's like, um, yeah, you were wearing John the Godard sunglasses. <laughs> nice. Nice joke there. Mm-hmm. I'm very proud of uh, myself. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, I, man, such a great movie. Um, Agnes Vard is, I'm starting to, like, really love her work. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cleo Fight of Seven is, like, such an interesting... Uh, I guess they tried to remake it recently with Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, okay. I know. That was my look, too. Like, gross. Yeah. Um, also, uh, she's but, she's uh, a little bit older than the character in this movie, right? Which... Yeah. Oh, definitely much older. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. But I, yeah, it, I just, I just it find doesn't... It, the peculiar it, it makes... Mm-hmm. But like, it makes... and then they also remade Ruthless, so you know. Yeah, I'm looking forward different. to the point Nobody... where someone is going to remake Jules and Jim. Uh, it's called Pride and Prejudice. Just kidding. No, no this one is going to. No, this uh, it's called uh, Swingers. <laughs> it's like <laughs> John Favreau and uh, Vince Vaughn are going to play the leads. I don't know who. Play. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know either, but, uh, the thing that's interesting about that, and like you said, you reacted about what you did when I said Sarah Jessica Parker, is the thing that makes the movie, like, work is that she's so young. Yeah. You know? And, like... She feels like a kid, so it's like this. Yeah, she does, and she, and at some points she even kind of acts like a kid. Yeah. And like then you have like the other character, like the other woman, like commenting, like she's doing this. Oh, she's, she's doing such this. a child. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then like you have that entire scene where she's um, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, sorry. No, go ahead. No, no, I, like I was going to going to the ending, but. Uh, oh, when she's with the soldier. Yeah, I love that scene so much. Where me she's too. Just, like, that would be, that would be me. I would be the soldier. Mm-hmm. I feel like, but not the soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I um, I'm working my way through the Varda set, and I think next is uh, the um, Le Bohème, Bohème, Le Bonheur. Yeah, thank you. I think that's next. Okay, and I'm looking that's forward 1965. to it. Um, that's Yeah, that's. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I really like that movie. Like, apparently, I've heard that uh, that uh, her husband wasn't a big fan of that movie, Jacques Demy. Really? Yeah, yeah, I've heard this from like someone I know on Facebook who's uh, who like wrote a book about Agnes Varda, and she had asked Varda mm-hmm. about the movie, and apparently she said like that Demy didn't like it. It's because the lead guy kind of looks like the me. He does. I was just thinking like if this that. was like, like they look super similar. Yeah. So it just kind of like made me think like were they was she kind of commenting on her own marriage there? I don't know. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, but yeah, Cleo five to seven man is like. I think the more and more I watch of her work, I feel like Agnes Varda. If you want to teach good filmmaking like in a class 
mm. especially French New Wave filmmaking. Yeah, I think if you want to show someone like French New Wave, you should show them this, not Breathless, actually. I think this would ease people no, in Breathless, more easier. Yeah, Breathless is... Uh, it's hard. Needlessly complicated. Yeah, it's needlessly complicated. I don't even think it's complicated, but it's, it is, it is affected in such a way that almost feels alien. So this is what made, yeah. it, made it exciting at the time. But I would argue like there are, there are more interesting Godard movies. Like the things that Godard do are more interesting in other movies than in that one. I think that's only like a dry run. Yeah, like Pierre Lafoe, I think is kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would actually rather show people like Pierre Lafoe than Breathless if they like if they want to get into Godard. Yeah. Actually, Cleo Five to Seven and Vive Savi is a good double feature. Mm-hmm. Let's also think uh, about like player is that uh, kind of feels like like something that like Olivia Sea has based this uh, identity on like such it feels like, yeah. like dealing with like peop, famous people like uh, I was thinking about like comparing this movie to uh, Class of Sils Maria which that is about like this famous actress like right like it, they both deal in fame in a certain way like, like because in uh, Glass of Sils Maria, uh, one of Juliette, Juliette Binoche's uh, mentors dies, and he's a famous writer, and they just like, so she just hears, hears this news of her friend passing, but, uh, yeah, but uh, it's like written on the internet, and then they like go to the comment section of like a news article of like how people respond to about mm-hmm. someone dying there. It's like oh, like this is how you deal with mm-hmm. its fame in uh, like uh, mm-hmm. an inter post internet world. Yeah, and it's also like I say, um, also likes like into like a silent movie or something in his uh, movies yeah. that also don't really add to the plot. But I always enjoy the enjoy those things, like the scene, like yeah. that one Amadovar movie. And have look on Ella. Talk to her. I haven't seen. I haven't seen any Almodovar films. Okay. Um. But yeah, I mean, uh, the thing that I found really interesting though is um how everybody reacted to uh Cleo's almost like mental, not mental breakdown, but like her her emotions like they're honestly all of those people are like really terrible people mm-hmm. except for the one like friend that she meets at the end no towards the I end i don't think all of her all of her friends are terrible people i have to say like i think they like we don't see clear how she is normally yeah and like it's implied that she usually like overreacts on things. It yeah, I think like. that's why everyone thinks. Like, I mean, this is like a genuine concern for her, but for other people, it's yeah. Like, you always make a big fuss out of nothing, and uh, so it's, they kind of treat it yeah. like that. Yeah, um, it's just it's kind of annoying. Like she's like could be dying, but you know, mm-hmm. especially that that guy that she's supposedly dating. Yeah, he's yeah, he's a uh, he's an asshole. That's true. Yeah, like holy crap, like 
How dare you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, what is it this week? You know, like, and it's just like, you know, it's kind of kind of reminds me of the whole Chadwick Boseman thing. You know, you, you just don't know what everybody's going through. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's just it bugs me when people are like that. Um, but yeah, I I watched that and I rewatched that and I was glad. I I think like we've talked about like we've been kind of stuck in a rut movie wise. Is I think yeah. the best way forward is just rewatching things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also like you also just want the excitement of something new, I guess. I, I that's how I feel like there's something like I know it is, and I want like it's it's partly because of like how the world is now. You're just like, yeah, experiencing the same thing over and over again. Like the, the thing of like just wanting something that's like new and not like a, a repetition of something you felt before. Like I don't know. That's that's yeah. how I feel at least. But like your situation is different from mine. Yeah, but I get it though. Like, yeah. and it's like I get this guilt in watching, rewatching things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you know all, I mean? all these things that I still have left to see, and I'm, I'm like wasting this precious time on things I've already seen. Yeah, like like, like Toy Story. just like a a finite amount of movies I get to watch in my lifetime, and I'm wasting it on the same yeah. movies over and over again. Like I still haven't seen Greed. And I should get on that. You know what I mean? Like, I've had so many opportunities of like seeing great in a theater, and I never did, and I feel bad because I might not never have that chance again. Yeah, I mean, I like to believe um, theaters will reopen. I think they will. I really do. Like, I've talked to it with other people. It's like, and you, uh, that you know. Yeah. I think once things open up finally, like. People up, will want up. to go, but like the theaters need to survive in the first place before that can happen. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're... It's like the longer they stay closed, and like I don't want to say I just reopen the theaters or something because I don't like I understand why they're closed. Like it's just like difficult, or it's it's difficult for a lot of these uh, enterprises, like yeah, restaurants it's, it's and rough. stuff. Like because restaurants yeah. out here aren't open. Like, I know they are yeah. where you are, but... Limited capacity, but yeah. yeah. Like, they're not open here at all. Like, they can't let anyone in. So. Oh. Like, just take least, out. Yeah, so, and at least restaurants can have takeout, but, like, bars can't at all. Like, I, yeah, that sucks. Or, like, theater, like, like, I mean, not movie theaters, but, like, like ventures that do, like, plays or music or comedy yeah they're also having it rough and yeah man i i miss i miss it and i'm hoping we can get back there soon yeah it also just makes me more mad like i went outside today to pick up food and i ran into another guy who's like not wearing his mask correctly oh and we're all we're already like in almost a year into like since the covid thing started yeah like, if you're still not wearing your mask correctly, it's not because you don't know, it's because you don't care. Like, you're just... That you find you're... You just... You find it more important that you can breathe through your nose easily than, you know, what might happen to other people. 
Yeah, that's like saying Clerks is your favorite black and white movie. Okay, I think we're going to end on that note. Where can people find you? Uh, people, if they're so inclined, can find me on Twitter under at Monsieur Marlowe. Or I guess yep. if you want to, you can find me on Letterboxd under Leonard... No, uh, no, I'm not. Called, no. I'm called Chimichanga on, um, on Letterboxd. Yeah. I forgot that. So you can find me there. You can uh, check out uh, Thieves Monthly Movie Loot, the first episode of 2021. I'm on that one. Jake, where can people find you? Well, they can find me all over the place. Yeah, uh, you're Spade just Spade Archer like... Jake. Yeah. <laughs> you're just everywhere. Yeah. Like if, if you go to McDonald's at the right time of day, you might find him somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh, you can find my personal account, uh, Spade Archer Jake, um, uh, C underscore Cinema for no. Nope. Uh, you can find uh, we have a, a, a Twitter page now. Oh yeah, I uh, forgot. It's talk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I forgot to do. We should have mentioned that uh, the front actually. I should have, but oh well. Uh, it's at talking. P-I-C-T pod um, and you can also find my other podcast that I do uh, Menus Near You uh, mm-hmm. we have a Twitter account Menus Near You pod uh, I was just managing account. all these Twitter accounts exhausting <laughs> uh, you're just like and you then, go to like uh, Twitter polls and you're just like messing with the results <laughs> uh, we uh, hope everybody's staying safe and warm um and that everybody takes care and, you know, staying good. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, buddy. <laughs> okay. See everybody later. Bye, Bye. big fella.